Welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Podcast, aka MVP. Yes, we're back. We talking sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to play catch up. It's been two months, so me and Ian are going to share some of the things that we've been up to during the summer, some of the highlights and some of the lowlights. We're going to get into Antonio Brown and the saga that he's been building as an NFL player, and you're going to get our opinions on his situation, should he still be playing in the NFL. Also, we're going to discuss the Bears' victory over the Broncos and what should they do with Mitchell Trubisky. In NBA, we're going to discuss the USA basketball team. Also, will Carmelo Anthony ever play in the NBA again? And I also have a problem with the players who are eligible for the 2020 Hall of Fame class. Find out who the players that I have a problem with. At the Magnificent Vibes Music Table Discussion, we'll discuss two of our favorite producers and we'll have their beats available for you after the show. We also have awards to give out. So just sit back, relax, get some popcorn, kick your feet up, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show. What up, what up? I'm here, I'm here, bro. Yo, it's so good to be back. It's so good to be back. <laughs> long, long, long time, man. <laughs> we shouldn't have left you. <laughs> Without a dope podcast step to. We, 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 we turned our back for a couple of weeks, man. Look at, look at everything that's happening. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> Hey man, it feels good to finally be back, man. We went on a long road trip, but we back, and we about to get another season going. Season five, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yo, man, how was your summer though? How was the rest of your summer? Hey man, my summer was good. I got a few highlights, a couple of low lights, but uh, I'm, I'm just share the highlights. You know, got a chance to help with the uh, Pioneer School over the month of August. You know, monitoring all these congregations that's coming in, bringing this food, making sure nobody bring no inspired salad dressing, <laughs> no meatloaf undercooked, you know, blood coming out the meatloaf. <laughs> no, no warm potato salad. No warm potato salad. <laughs> no, no, been cutting cake still. You still see the batter coming out of the cake. <laughs> no, nah, man. <laughs> man, yeah, man, yeah. A lot, tons of shout outs, man. Tons of shout outs. Shout out to everyone who went to Pioneer School this year. Shout out to everyone who went to an international this, this year, this summer. Oh, man. Uh, bringing back treasure chests full of gifts, man. From the France or from, from, from uh, uh, all over the world, man. That's been showing their love to us. Making little toys and trinkets and put to, putting together these little gift bags for the France, man. Yeah, that was nice. We had a we had a sister that came from the Netherlands, and she came back with a bunch of gifts for the congregation. So that was that big shout out there, man. The big sacks full of gifts, man, full of gifts. Hey, also, you know, I, you, you, you're not on social media, Ian, but I am. 
And I, I just feel, I just want to thank all of you who went to International this year because I ain't have to go nowhere. I, I was in, <laughs> I was in Mexico, I was in Korea, I was in, uh, what, what, the Netherlands. I was, I was everywhere. Africa. I mean, every time I open up Instagram, I'm in another country, man. I'm just scrolling through, you know, all of these greetings. And, I mean, they do it big, man. I'm, hey, thanks for taking me on an international convention without me even having to leave my house. Thanks, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we, you was able to go on a virtual tour of the world. <laughs> exactly. A nice virtual one, man. Nice one, man. Uh, actually, Brother Young. Uh, he's in Korea right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just went to the international in Korea last week. I think their their convention is over with. It was over Sunday, but yeah, he was up there, him and his wife. So, That's what's up. That's what's up. Shout out to him, man. <laughs> hey, on, on side note, I hope they got. I hope they got his permission to post them on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Hey, 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 real quick, man. Um, I'm, I'm sure you you already up on this, man. Shout out to our our our, our friend um, of the show, uh, Vince uh, Moore, and and his family. We know that he was in a in a real bad car accident a few weeks ago, and uh, you know they still recuperating. But things, uh, from what I hear, things are looking up. And, That's good. Uh, and uh, man, shout out, shout out to him and his daughters and everything. And uh, keep keep your cars up. We riding with them. We riding with them. You know. <laughs> oh, too. Oh, and Victor, man, shout out to Victor. You know, too. Is that was Victor's brother. Uh, Victor actually got in a car accident himself, but um, you know, uh, he's doing well. So you know, it wasn't as bad as his brother's accident, but you know, big shout out to Victor. He's a faithful listener of the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to him, his brother, and, and to anybody anybody out there at Kensington Park. Who want to be a, a publisher, a pioneer, and don't have to worry about their field service group overseer? Always on vacation, <laughs> never at the group, missing. Come to field service group, folks. <laughs> hey man, we just changed our field service groups around, and, and it actually worked out for the for the better, man. We've been getting better support. Now I got a meeting on Sun Saturday, so Sunday is our service day. Instead of Saturday for most congregations, they got their meeting on Sunday. And man, I'm telling you, the last I would say six months, man, it's, it's a huge drought as far as support. And I think it was just, I think it was just friends just getting bored with their groups, man. So we was able to put our heads together, the body, and scramble the friends a little bit. And, and now, man. So let me ask you this, because because this is on the horizon for us too. Uh, some sort of change is needed, okay, for us as well. Did you all have to just dissolve any field service groups or did y'all just kind of shift things around? No, we didn't have to dissolve. We just shift things around. We got a the thing is we the, the trick the tricky part with our congregation is we got about three or four, maybe I would say five huge families. So we kind of have to really like figure out, okay. What's better? We had we know this one family was coming from a long way to get to the field service group. So we like, man, no wonder they really had, haven't been supporting. So we moved them to a closer location, and they've been supporting ever since. And then we got other families that, eh, you know, they it don't make a difference to them what field service group they in or how long of a distance they they, they go because they got that loop. So we we like, okay, well, we'll make an exception for them. They can still stay here, you know. 
but it, it was just a big scramble. You know, I I put my head, you know, I kind of put everything together, showed the body, told everybody, hey, you know, let me know what y'all think. If y'all feel like these groups ain't going to work, let me know. We had our quarterly, all the brothers was actually cool with it. I was surprised because usually that's a big battle when it comes to putting field service groups together. You know, it was service. for us. It was for us. Our, our problem is that our problem is that for every group field service group we have, we got about four or five people in each group that just they just don't come out. They just never come out, like for whatever reason. Um, they they'll turn in like the time. They'll turn in like an hour or two every month, but they never you never see them out with the group. So. Um, you know, you know, it's, it, there's that part of it, and then we got, you know, not to speak bad about anybody or single anyone out, but we just got brothers who aren't very good at kind of rallying the troops, so to speak, uh-huh. and being, you know, boots on the ground. Hey, we going out? Let's get everybody out. Let's get everybody participating. Some brothers are really good at that. Some brothers are not, you know. And then you got the another issue of some people don't have transportation to get to their group. So, right, I might. I want to I wanna go blow a group up and go from six groups to five because on paper, we've got a couple of groups that look strong on paper, but when it comes to folks actually coming out on a week-to-week basis, it, man, it's just not every week. They're, they're calling up another group. Hey, can we meet with y'all? It's only two of us. Or, you know, it's only three of us. Can we meet with your group? So I just want to blow a group up. But right. the problem with that is that I think I believe in writing. We have directions to keep the groups within a certain number or under a certain number. So, right, you know, it's a constant challenge, and I, I keep telling them, "Hey, man, look, well, there's only so many ways we can divide this pie." You know, you're gonna have a weak group. We can reorganize, but someone's gonna get the short end of the stick just because the, you know, amount of people not coming out, but. We'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out. But some of that too is an off wax conversation I'm gonna have with you. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, hey, and, and honestly, you know, shepherding too, man. Like, you know, sometimes shepherding works. But like, like I said, with yeah, I, that's a that might be an idea, deal thing to do. You know, if push comes to shove. But like I said, that's up to y'all what y'all want to do. I mean, we it, it'll be difficult for us to to you know eliminate a group because. We actually had also another adjustment we had to make. We had two old like brothers that are in their past their seventies, and, and they they don't you know they they like they really can't have a group you know. And so we had to get somebody. We had a, a oh shouts out to all the appointments we were able to get, but you know we were able to get some of our new appointed brothers to get their own field service group. So that helped out big time. And that really helped with the whole scrambling of all the groups. So it's been a success so far. We're gonna see how it goes. Winter time is coming, so <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. We shall we, see. We shall see, man. We shall see. But yeah, uh, I'm <clears throat> just to make a little, give a little clarity here, man. These, I'm telling you, this cold was trying to stop me. I, I don't know what I went apple picking. I know that's not your favorite thing to do. In no, no, I, I like apple picking. I, it's, it's the it's the apple picking. Some of the apple picking venues I don't like. Right, right. Well, I went apple picking Saturday. I don't know, man. I must have touched an infected apple or no. I don't know what happened, man. But Sunday, I woke up messed up again, man. I'm like, what? What in the world? You know? You know, Rodney. You get old. I'm about to start my fifth season. 
you getting old, man. You getting old. Did you did you go to that overpriced, overrated orchard? Oh, uh, county line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the. Oh, that's that's your mistake. That's your mistake right there. You see, see, you ain't you ain't you ain't been listening to the show, man. You you can't go there, hey, Eddie. I, hey, man. It, they foul, man. They foul over there. I took my son over there last year. Yo, how much it is? You know, I asked him at the at the uh, door how much is it to get in. They said both of you get butt naked. <laughs> Straight robbing you. They robbing you. Oh wow. They robbing folks up well, there. I did notice that they went up on a apple cider, which I was a little disappointed about. Hey, ain't no matter no matter yeah. to me, man. I ain't going up there nowhere. They 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 getting over. They getting over. And they be having thousands and thousands of people there. Especially around this time and around, you know, Halloween. And they rack up. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. They 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 some crooks over there, man. They 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 ain't getting no more of my money. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey man, the wifey plans it out, man. I don't I don't make the plans, man. She make the plans and get all the friends together and you know, go out there and uh, they do their thing. And it's been but, super hot. Uh, like I don't I don't like picking fruit when it's you know. Actually it was nice Saturday. We it, Saturday wasn't bad. Saturday wasn't bad. We went last year when it was extremely hot, man. I was like, man, I was getting a headache. But this year, <laughs> I, I actually had a funeral to go to. <laughs> I actually had a funeral to go to before. So I had to meet my wife out there in Indiana because I wanted to show my support for the um, brother that passed at our congregation. So after I left, you know, I got there kind of late. But, you know, it was the sun was, you know, it's starting to get darker earlier now. So, you know, it worked out where it wasn't that high, you know, a lot of shade was there, so it was good, man. I was good, and, and you know, we did our thing. Okay, okay. So, but when with that said, man, let's get into the show, man. Let's get into the show. Let's get the people what they let's want. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, before I get into our sports segment of the show, we of course, and this is Babs has been off for what a month and a half. Yeah, almost, almost two months. It's a lot of stuff that has transpired, but we ain't about to dive into all that. Everybody knows, you know, pretty much everybody in the voice say opinion about some of the things in the past. But we gotta remain current. This is our this is what we do. We gotta remain current. We gotta remain with the times. And <laughs> I don't know, Ian, if you've been paying attention to this dude, but this Antonio Brown character. Man. This is buffoonery, man. Straight buffoonery. Oh, this Antonio Brown character. Woo! All right, where do I start? I mean, I'm not even going to get into what happened with Oakland because we ain't got time for that. You know, it's some new allegations yes. being thrown on Antonio Brown. So, for all those listening to the show, I'm sure y'all are familiar with the first allegation of a woman that accused him of sexual misconduct, a trainer, former, they used to be partners right they it was a you know trainer or whatever and she actually on a side note she just got married over the weekend but she's filing a civil suit against antonio brown nfl went through this whole thing well what should we do with antonio should we allow him to play they allowed him to play which i agree with i agree with can't you know if he's not guilty in court you can't punish him that's what i feel that's how i feel 
I don't know if you feel the same way, man. Um, it all depends on the crime, you know. Like this is this is not a criminal case. This is a civil case. Exactly. So she's suing him for what exactly? Like 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 emotional distress or something? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But she's not trying to put him behind bars. I mean, like he's. I don't know if you read the text messages that she had pulled up because the old girl had receipts. Um, but I had heard. I did see that. You said what? I did see yeah, that. So it, it, he's definitely guilty of some like, you know, untoward behavior. I should say some behavior that's a little too hot for TV. Um, yeah, too, too, too hot for TV. <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. It's like it's just, for me. It's always going to be something with this guy. Like. It's all, you know, whether or not he plays or not in the NFL and continues to have a job, it's all contingent on what any teams interested in him are willing to put up with. Like, I'm not even factoring in Roger Goodell because we all know he that, that dude has no moral compass anyway. So I'm not even factoring right. him into it. But uh, it all depends on the on the teams. Like, like in, in this case, it's the Patriots. You know, do they feel like putting up with this? Like... He doesn't like he's going to be behind bars anytime soon. So I guess they can let him play. But the, like I said before, man, the NFL has an image problem. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they'll blackball one guy for speaking up against police brutality and then continue to let another guy who's beating up women on camera or in this case, a dude who sexually assaulted a woman. They'll continue to let them play. So the NFL is just a the NFL is a, a reflection of America. Mm-hmm. And certain things are okay, and certain things are not okay in America. Um, you know, America has a very twisted code of conduct, and you know that's reflected the most in this particular sport. You know, basketball they they appear to be a, a little bit more well, I shouldn't say a little, a lot more progressive than um, you know than football and baseball. Well, now but, that, that now well now that Adam Silver is in, but. David Stern was running it. Don't forget the Kobe incident. He still played while his trial was going on. And his stuff was in court. Yeah, that is true. So, so I mean, the NBA has cleaned up their mess over the years. But NFL has continued to prove that they can't clean up their mess. I, 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 I agree. I agree. But here's his, his the new allegations with Antonio Brown. And I'm not going to mention some of the things that he was doing. Because that's too hot for TV. You'll have to read it, the Sports Illustrated <laughs> article, to get more <laughs> details. And they are very bizarre, man. Very bizarre. But he's bizarre. But, uh, he's bizarre. Like, Deaver. Antonio <laughs> Brown facing new allegations of rape and sexual assault. Monday afternoon, this was reported that a second woman, an unnamed artist, alleged that Brown, Antonio Brown, exposed himself to her while she was working on a mural for him. At his Pittsburgh home in 2017 Now she also gives more details That's a little bit more graphic That I won't express on this podcast But man I gotta get the too hot for TV button ready man Man get that too hot for TV button ready (laughs) Then On top of that here's a little uh, It was a little nugget that they threw Under that whole accusation A doctor, a former doctor of Antonio Brown says that the football star repeatedly passed gas in his face and laughed about it during a consultation after showing up three hours late, according to a report published (laughs) on (laughs) Monday. 
I mean, dude is nuts, man. Dude is clearly nuts. Like, like, how much more evidence do we need of that? Like, I was saying this before, before I heard that about farting in the doctor's face. I was saying this before these sexual assault allegations, back when he was tripping over a helmet and 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 freezing his feet. Like, right. you know, he's just the latest in the line of diva wide receivers. Like. Yeah. You know, Dez Bryant, Le'Veon Bell, T.O., Ocho Cinco. It's like Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, like, like, I, man, Brandon Marshall's tame compared to some, some, him and some of these other guys. But like, oh, definitely. Um, they they just have their reputation, like you know, and he's just the latest in the line of wide receivers to continue that reputation and then perpetuate it. You know, dude was crazy, man. Dude was crazy. I, I, I had a debate with a brother in my hall a Sunday. Um, shout out to Eddie, man. He <clears throat> he was saying that the, the Bears need to pick up Antonio Brown. I was like, no, they do not. For what? Like, like, no, they do not. Like, 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 why? Like, the Bears, the Bears need. Like, I told him the Bears need like a uh, like a Marshawn Lynch type, somebody that can carry the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as opposed to a Devo Ride receiver, because it's like, <clears throat> what's going to happen when Trubisky's arm is acting wonky that day? You know what I mean? Like, what good is having uh, somebody like Antonio Brown if, if the quarterback can't can't get the ball to him over long distance? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to Javisky later, too. But, yeah, that's true. You know, that's we need like the type that we can ha- hand it off to and he can meet, immediately get us. By, that would be a smart move by the Bears to... A, a team like the Bears doesn't need that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. people get so caught up in, like, stats and the person's star power and all of that. That they don't they don't factor in what a team actually needs. Like case in point, the the OBJ acquisition at um in Cleveland, you know, and we quickly saw what happened there. It's like, yeah, he's he's got potential to be great and and all of that, but <clears throat> if the person who's supposed to be passing him the ball cannot pass him the ball, then you know, <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah, I don't count that Jets game last night. <laughs> <laughs> Jets are trash, but you throw three interceptions, man. You got a quarterback that's throw, out there throwing interceptions, man. You, you ain't gonna get it. Don't make it. Don't make a difference who lining up back there, you know. And then on top of that, with the Antonio Brown to the Bears thing, it's like, you know, he haven't had a full training camp with the Bears. You know, the Bears aren't that advanced like the New England Patriots, where the Patriots have a system where you can just plug in any wide receiver. You have the one of the. You have the greatest, according to the sports experts, the greatest quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. And <laughs> you can insert any wide receiver there and it'll work. But you're talking about the Bears. You're talking about Mitch Trubisky. Like, you you think he complained? You think Antonio Brown complained about Ben Roethlisberger not passing him the ball? What do you think he going? You think he going to sit there and just... Turn the other cheek when Mitchell Trubisky overthrows him, and he's wide open. <laughs> yeah, he has some problems. Yeah, he gonna be blasting them all on Instagram and, and and other social media, man. Like, yeah. what, what do you think's gonna happen? Like, what what has he done within the past three four weeks to show you that he's changed? That he's he's not the same guy he was at Oakland or or in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, it, it's nothing. I mean. Putting on a new uniform doesn't doesn't change that. It doesn't no. change what's going on inside dude's head. 
it's like when he was walking around with that blonde mustache, it's like I was like, it's something it's something off about this dude. Like I don't I don't know about homie. Yeah, I don't know about him either. I don't like his matrix reloaded haircut with the whole <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is, man. He's got the dreads at the top and then his cut I don't know if you saw when he scored a touchdown with New England and he went to, in front of the camera and he posed and and I was over I was over my coordinator's house. He had everybody over for the Bears game. And we was just all looking at him like, man, what's up with this dude, man? Like, <laughs> looks terrible. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say, man. Yeah. Well, anyway, in the words of Ian, man, get your life together, Antonio Brown. Get your life together, man. <laughs> all right. Uh next up. So, you know, I don't I don't know, Ian, if you've been not a big football guy. I know you haven't been really following the NFL last year. I don't know if things have changed this year, but No, no, no. They haven't yeah, changed. <laughs> but the Bears, the previous game against the Denver Broncos, almost I'm gonna take another one of Ian's quotes, almost snatch what defeat out of the jaws of victory. What is that is that correct, Ian? You talking about the Denver game? Yeah, yeah, they almost yeah they almost snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, man. They they eked out a win, man. They, hey, it was some it was some. I heard it was some rough in the passer call. They kind of like turned it. It was a cut, but you know what? I thought to to defend that last rough in the passer that was called on Trubisky, which I didn't agree with. I didn't think that was rough in the passer, but the Bears got called for rough in the passer in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, or early in the fourth quarter. When Joe Flacco threw a pass and he got hit by Goldman, and Goldman was like, you know, it's, I hate the rough in the passer rule because it's like, how can a defensive lineman stop himself in midair from jumping at a quarterback when he's releasing the ball? Like, you should allow that contact. Now, I feel like um, a personal foul should be called if the quarterback threw it and maybe. Two or three seconds later, once the receiver is caught it, the the the, all, the defensive lineman still puts a little cheap, cheap shot on the quarterback. Now that to me, that's personal foul. But if this man is in the men in the motion, like Trubisky's call was worse because Trubisky still had the ball in his hands in during his the, the time of his release when the defensive lineman hit him. And they called roughing the passer, and I was like, eh. That sounded like that sounded like a, a old fashioned sack. That's what that sound like to me, or old-fashioned quarterback pressure. Like you can't pressure the quarterback anymore. I, I I just don't I don't get it. I thought it was a both calls were terrible. The refs kind of screwed that over. But hey, I, I I I'm I'm I was in shock that the Bears won this game. The Bears, a lot of people were up for them. I wish we would have did a show before the season started. To, before I was getting my prediction was going to be nine and seven for the Bears this year. I think they were going to take a step down from last year because of the fact that teams are going to be more prepared for the Bears this year in comparison to last year when they caught everybody by surprise. And after the Green Bay game last week, you heard um, one of the cornerbacks from Green Bay say, "Hey man, we beat them because we had to force Mitchell Trubisky to be a quarterback." And I said it. You know, last year I was defending Mr. Trubisky, 
the whole season. I said, hey, give him a chance. It's his first year in the offense. Let him learn. And this year, he's doing the exact same things he was doing last year. And Coach Nagy got this, I don't know where he gets this confidence and got this confidence in Trubisky from where he didn't want to play him during the preseason to get shake some of the rust off. But <laughs> dude, I don't know what Matt Nagy sees, but what we see as Bears fans, what people even on ESPN and other sports channels and sports networks see in Trubisky is that he's just not cutting it, man. He's just not cutting it. And you look who's, at um, who's the who's the backup quarterbacks that played during the preseason? And how did they do? That's my question. <clears throat> well, I didn't watch the preseason, but from what I heard, Gray looked it very good. He was the third string quarterback, but I think the Bears got rid of him. And Chase Daniels is the is the is currently Trubisky's backup, which Chase Daniels is not good. I I, I felt like that was a you know, the Bears focused so much on figuring trying to figure out who's gonna be their kicker during the preseason. It seemed like that's all Nagy was concerned about was we need a kicker. We need a kicker. Now, thankfully, we did get a good kick. The dude is I mean, dude, dude is good. I mean, but you can't live and die by the kicker. Come on, exactly. Bears. Exactly. Like you, you gotta you gotta invest in some in some other tools, man. Like uh, a quarterback. How about that? That's what I felt the Bears should have did. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I was asking who's the backup quarterback and how did they do because. I mean, like the Bears in two games, the Bears have put up what sixteen? No, nineteen points in two games. Yeah, nineteen points in two games. That's 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 abysmal, man. That's yeah. abysmal. You say you got them going nine and seven. I got them going six and ten. Oh wow! They got wow. a pre- they got a hey can't stop the profit. You, you <laughs> they, they got a they got a pretty rough schedule, man. They've got they've got the the Deadskins next. That's a win. They, I think they could beat I, Minnesota. I, I think they could beat Minnesota. Um, Oakland, they'll probably lose that. The Saints will lose that. The Chargers will lose that. I don't Eagles, know. I think they'll win the Saints game. Man, it, it's always the games we think they'll win that they always lose. Right. <laughs> the Philly game, they'll lose. Detroit, they can beat. The Rams, they'll lose. The Giants, they can beat. They'll beat Detroit again. Mm, they playing Dallas at home, but Dallas looks good. Um, Green, looks good. Green Bay, they'll lose because they're playing in Green Bay. Kansas City is a beast. I don't even know why they, we would think they could beat them. Um, and then they got Minnesota. They'll probably beat them again at the last game of the, the last week of the season. So, yeah, I, get, I got them going 6-10. 6-10. I, I, I'm going the opposite. I got 9-7. I got them winning against Washington. Uh, Minnesota, I think they're going to lose that game at home. Then they're going to go to Oakland and win that game. So they'll be three and two after the bye week. I think they'll beat New Orleans without Drew Brees. They'll lose to the. Oh wait, Drew Brees is out. Yeah, yeah, um, he's going to be out for a month and a half. Oh, okay, well I, I'll give them. I give them seven and nine then. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Chargers. I think they lose that one. They lose against the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat the Lions. They lose against the Rams. They'll beat the Giants. I think they'll beat Detroit. They'll lose to Dallas. Man, I, I'm, I'm looking at this. I might have to change mine to 8-8 eight eight or something. <laughs> I named a whole bunch of losses already. Just based off what I'm seeing, man. If Trubisky don't improve, dude, it, this is what it's going to look like. A, a disappointing season for the Bears. 
And another thing too, man. This was my. This is why I felt like the Bears should have went after a capable, not just a backup quarterback, but a, a, a experienced veteran backup quarterback that's been there, done that. I wish they should have went after something like that because you got this this defense. I mean, yeah, Denver got that late score later on in the game, but this defense is you're not going to score over 20 points against this defense this year unless they have a, re, a, a one of those bad you catch them on a bad week where nobody's tackling good. And, and they had those weeks last year. But all in all, this is a very good defense. And while you got this defense where it's at now, you don't have a uncapable you don't have a capable quarterback that's able to just at least score 20 points. Like, at least score 20 points. I remember when Russell Wilson, remember the Legion of Boom was big, right? And Russell Wilson wasn't quite that guy yet. Like, he was he was managing the game. He wasn't yeah. what he is now. You know, Russell was, he's a beast now. But back then, he was more of a manage the game, get about 14, get about 17, 20, 21 points on the board, and the Legion of Boom would do the rest. This yeah. Man, this man ain't showing that he's capable of doing that. No, he's not. He's not. You know, he he's definitely no Russell Wilson. No. Um, yeah, they 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 got to figure something out, man. But I'm 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 tired of the Bears, man. I'm tired of just doing this dancing this dance with them every year, looking at the schedule, trying to say, <laughs> oh, this is a loss, and that's a win. <laughs> it's like, man, come on, man. I, I'm tired of this. I'm tired. Cause see, this is what's gonna happen, Rodney, by week eight. We're gonna we're gonna measure we're we're gonna we're gonna Bears fans are gonna punt, uh, uh, figuratively speaking, and they're gonna measure the success of the year by if they beat Green Bay or not. Well, so far they ain't doing so good. They oh, have not as long as we oh, as long as we beat Green Bay, that's all I care about. That's all no. I care. I, I've heard that too many times. Since then, no. It's like really, this no. is this is all we got to look forward to is beating Green Bay. How about? How about we beat the other teams too so we can make right. the playoffs? <laughs> I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I got them going 79, man. 79. Hey, you heard it here first. 79. I'm going to still stick to my 97 prediction. 97 still don't get, you know, the Bears got to get their act together. And on a side note, I just saw this as breaking news. Eli Manning is officially benched. Is it over for Eli, man? I think so. Yeah, I, I think it's a wrap, man. I, I think he's reached his peak, man. He's got two Super Bowls, championships. You know, he's a Manning. He's in one of the richest football families ever. Like he, he, his leg. He might as well just hang him up, man. Or his legacy is gonna get really like tarnished, man. I mean, he. I would say this about Eli. He had the first half of his career. He was nice. He was he was a nice quarterback. But then the last part of that is it, he's been an interception machine, man. And the Giants held on him to him for too entirely too long. And they should have got rid of Eli Manning like two or three years ago. But continue to st- stick by him. Continue to stick by him. And you know, Giants fans got all mad. You saw Joe Buttons getting all upset during the draft when they drafted this rookie quarterback. But I heard the rookie, I heard he's killed in the preseason. So it's like, dude, you might as well go with what you got. 
you know, and see what you got at, at, at the, you know, go with the youth, man, because you like, man, it's done. You ain't gonna win a Super Bowl. With yeah, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta, don't stall the rebuild. You know what I mean? You gotta rebuild sooner or later, rather sooner than later. You know, like, right. so just, just, just hit the, hit the reset button, man. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, right. You know, y'all wasn't, y'all wasn't no championship contenders uh, now anyway, so. Yep. All right, so um, before we move on to our, our, our next uh, segment, did you, did you still want to do a pick'em? Yes. All right, so for week three, we got some matchups. And, again, Ian doesn't watch football. He's not into the football season. I, I'm a little bit more into it. So last year, Ian kicked my butt. I'm looking for some revenge. Well, I put it's, it this way. I put it this way. I I follow football, but I don't watch it. If that makes <laughs> right, right. Got you, got you, got you. Like I follow hockey, but I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only because I go to Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's a regional difference. That's that's a huge reason for this, dude. Real real quick. Speaking of hockey, have you ever seen that commercial where when the, when the Blackhawks? Not a commercial. This. It was a news sketch where they was, you know, how to, when the Blackhawks won a championship and the news be out all in the streets and they interviewing fans who, you know, getting they fan, getting the fans' opinions on Blackhawks winning the championship. So <laughs> they interviewed this black guy that was just walking up <laughs> and they asked him, he's like, what do you think? How you feel about the Hawks? He was like, man, you want to know something? <laughs> it sounds messed up, but true. They got black people loving hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Dude, I lost it when he said that, dude. I remember that dude, yep. <laughs> but uh yeah, man, let's get to these picks. So uh, so we'll start off first with the Chicago um Bears versus Redskins in Washington. Who you got? I got the Bears. Got the Bears. Uh I'm a little worried about this game, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bears. Next, Tennessee at Jacksonville. I got Tennessee. I got Tennessee too. Cincinnati at Buffalo. Hey, talk about surprise team. The Buffalo Bills are two and zero, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just saying, but uh, they're playing the Cincinnati Bungles at home. <laughs> I got the Bills. Bungles. Yeah, I got the Bills too. <laughs> uh, Dallas, Miami. Oh, Dallas. Miami is on pace to being probably the worst team to ever play in the NFL history. They've only scored 10 points in their first two games. They've been outscored by over 100 points in their first two games. And players are already demanding trades, dude. They've already traded like three players already. Wow. So it's, it's a disaster in Miami. Denver and Green Bay. Green Bay at home against Denver. Uh, give me, give me Denver. You got Denver for the upset. I got Green Bay. Even though Green Bay, Green Bay, I'm not. I'm still not impressed with them yet. They beat Minnesota over the weekend, but they scored all their points in the first quarter. And, and, and Kirk Cousins is an idiot. Anyway, next, Indian, Indianapolis at home against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't know, man. I got Indianapolis. Whew. Uh. Man, I'm going. I'm gonna go Falcons. I'm gonna go Falcons. This is gonna be a good one, though, right here. 
Lamar Jackson, my boy Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens going up against Patrick. Where my home? Where my home? And the Kansas City Chiefs, man. They're both 2 0. What you got? It's in man, Kansas City. Give me my home. <laughs> I'm going with my homies too, man. He he just he tearing it up, man. Tearing it up. Oakland at Minnesota. Man, Oakland's looking okay. Um, they are. Give me Oakland. Okay, you got Oakland. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Even though I like Oakland, I, I'm going with Minnesota. Only because they're at home. Uh, New England adjust. This is easy. Yeah, New England. New England. Uh, Philadelphia at the home Bears need the Bears need the uh, New England schedule. That's what they need. <laughs> Whoever New England's playing, that's what the Bears need to play. They need to, New England. to have a shot at the playoffs. Dude, New England, New England's got a frightening, frighteningly easy schedule. They could easily go sixteen and zero this year. They 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 playing the Dolphins like four times probably. Like <laughs> right, the Jets three times, the Bills three times, man. That that man, the Jet New England. We'll see y'all. New England will be in the Super Bowl. I ain't going to watch it again. So that's how it's going to go. Uh, Philly, Detroit. Philly at home against Detroit. Oh, Philly. I got Philly, too. Philly should have beat the Falcons the other night. Um, Arizona and Carolina. Arizona at home against Carolina. Give me the Cardinals. I got the Cardinals, too, man. I don't know what's up with Cam Newton, man. He's starting to slow down. And I don't know what's up. You know what? I got an award for Cam Newton later. But <laughs> I got an award for him. Tampa. I got a new award I want to pitch, too. It's called the Milk Box Award. <laughs> Please. Yes. Explain it. Once we hand out, we'll let you explain that one. That sounds interesting. <laughs> uh, Tampa at home against the Giants. I got Tampa. You know what? I'm changing my mind. I got the Giants. Since they starting that rookie quarterback, I got the Giants. Give me give me the Giants. Okay. Chargers at home against the Watson and Houston. I'm going with my boy. I'm going I'm going with the Houston Texans. I got Watson as my my, my fantasy quarterback. I'm going Houston. Who are they playing? Uh the LA Chargers. Phil Rivers, the pastor. Uh, yeah, give me give me the Texans. The pastor with like 10 kids. Uh <laughs> Pittsburgh and San Francisco. I got the 49ers, man. They're done without Ben Roethlisberger. Give me the Niners. Um New Orleans at Seattle. Um Remember Seattle. New Orleans? Seattle. Yeah, okay. I got Seattle too. New Orleans don't have Drew Brees. And then Cleveland at home against the Rams. <laughs> Give the, me the, the Rams, orange, man. the orange helmets. I got them. Yeah, I got the Rams, man. I, they, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on the orange helmets yet. They got to prove a little bit more to me. So, uh, with that said, we're gonna go on a little commercial break, and then after we hit you with that commercial, we'll be back. <laughs> yes, sir. Look at that. Calvin's got a job. Hey, Calvin. Where <laughs> to go, young blood? Where to go? Wack Arnold's is proud to give young African Americans an opportunity to serve their communities, making them feel responsible for the welfare of their own environment. Afternoon, ladies. Bill, you can you smell like French fries. <laughs> Wack Arnold's. 
All right, we back. All right, all right. Let's get into some NBA, man. So, I don't know if you've been paying attention. The FIBA tournament was a disaster for the USA team. They finished in seventh place, which is the lowest ranking they've ever finished in their history. Really? Yeah. Um, they've all went, they, in the ones that they've lost, where they didn't win gold or didn't win the bronze, I mean, or they either didn't win the gold, if they didn't win the gold, they won the bronze, or they came in third place in all the other tournaments that they've lost. But this is the only tournament in which they didn't even finish in the top three. So it didn't even matter at all. No, it didn't even matter. So do you think, do you think it's getting played out, man, playing for the USA team? In, in the in the in the minds, you know, of the of the NBA players, clearly, I mean, this is all a byproduct, though, of this whole like low management um, phenomenon that we've been seeing. You know, I'm going to take it easy. I, I'm not going to do anything strenuous over the summer. I'm not going to even play in all the regular season games, so that way I'm fresh for the playoffs and can make a championship run. Because let's keep it real, that's the reason why a lot of these players that should have been on the team are not on the team or opted out of it because they're trying to get ready for the next season. You know, yeah. I mean, we have some real like C-level stars on this team, man. Like that. I mean, these dudes weren't scrubs, but it's like the, the none of none of the big big names were were on the team. It was you know, really the I, Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just the Boston Celtics. Yeah, like like playing against Turkey and France and whatnot. So right. I think this is just a byproduct of this whole low management, take it easy type type thing. And to be quite honest with you, NBA fans or American NBA fans don't really care about the FIBA Cup. Uh, like like international basketball fans do. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's not as popular here as it is, you know, overseas and elsewhere in other countries. Now, when the Olympics roll around, yeah, we, we pay a little bit more attention then. But like, as far as here, the FIBA Cup, no, no, yeah, American NBA fans just aren't, just they don't really pay attention, so it doesn't matter that much to them, and as a result, it doesn't matter that much to to the players who qualify them to, to play on it. Um, right. I think it's good for players to play on it, especially like like a year like this year where you have like you had like four Boston Celtics on the team. Like I think that's good practice for them for the regular season to kind of get their chemistry together so they could be pretty solid come come the regular basketball season but i think we're going to see more and more of this just just because of this whole low management thing that players have like oh i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna do that over summer what if i hurt myself and that hurts my championship chances you know what i mean like you know so it's it's unfortunate but i don't know man It's, it's just a byproduct of the times but i can't say i'm disappointed that that's the case because I, I to be honest man I, I i really wasn't watching it i wasn't watching it either i was just i'd be forgetting that they played i see the highlights on the news or something and i'm like oh oh okay i didn't even know they were playing but yeah dude like obviously i, I think too what it is is particularly this season with no more golden state Warriors super teams a lot of these players feel like it's wide open a championship is wide open uh, so it's like why waste my talent in this tournament that you know I really ain't gonna have any individual accolades and get hurt and then you know 
which you know on the flip side you can make the argument for most of these european players they're the, their best players play in these tournaments still and yeah they they they, they play for their country and they'll still do it and then play in the NBA season. They don't really care for that. But I just think the love for it. Now, I think the Olympics is going to be the big question mark coming up. It's, it's going to see, we're going to see, like, what's going to happen with that. Like, um, Colangelo kind of was talking sideways after they lost last week. So I'm about, I'm a member who didn't sign up. I'm like, oh, oh, that's kind of strong, you know, like. Okay, be careful. You know, I know, you know, Colangelo, for people that don't know, was responsible for assembling the first dream team with Michael Jordan and everybody and the second dream team. And so he kind of got that going. And now he's kind of like, you know, sitting in a corner with his arms folded and his lips stuck out, you know, mad because nobody didn't want to participate. It's like, hold on. I don't 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 get upset. Don't start talking because. NBA players gonna look at that and be like, "Oh, so what you think this is?" You know, like <laughs> you can't get mad at us for making the decision to not play. You know, like that's it's our decision. You know, so yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's a personal decision. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe he comes from like the, the from the school where you know to play for your country is it's you know a badge of honor that everybody should want to step up and, and sign up for, but. I mean, clearly that's not the case, you know. I mean, you want to assemble the best team possible, but that's only if the best players make themselves available. So, exactly. you know, maybe you should, I don't know, maybe you should coach a little harder. I don't know. <laughs> Something, you know. I mean, Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, I mean, they did the best they could. But, you know, at this point, it's like, dude, if nobody wants to play, these teams are going to get weakened. And, you know... We'll see what happens with the Olympics. I think the Olympics is this year, right? 2020. Yeah, so, yeah, 2020. So we go. We'll see what happens after the season is over. Who's going to participate in that? Up next, Joe Johnson got signed to the Detroit Pistons. I saw which, that. Yeah, which raised a lot of questions about Melo not being signed yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> why is it that nobody wants to sign Carmelo Anthony, man? Um. I have no idea. Um, there's a couple of things about this whole Carmelo saga that I find interesting, but they don't really give me any insight on what exactly is going on. Um, I believe, I firmly believe that if LeBron really wanted him on the Lakers, he'd be on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. We, we we saw the we saw the trickery and slickery they were able to employ with getting Anthony Davis over there. So right. Um, you know, I totally believe he could he could he he can get a spot on the team if LeBron really wants it to happen. Um, which makes me question, okay, now why wouldn't someone want Carmelo on the team? I, I hear it's because he doesn't want to accept his reduced role or whatever. Is 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 that the story that's still been going around? Yeah, that's the still that's still um yeah, he's doing the whole I, I laugh at the fact of coming off the bench. He's doing the Allen Iverson thing. You know. I don't know, man. It, it could be something. It could be that, or it could be something a little deeper. I really don't know. But if you, if, if you know, if I had to put money on him playing again, I wouldn't. You know, right? Mellow, Mello, man. We'll see you at the crossroads, brother. Do that music. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, have you seen 
the induction class that could possibly get in for the 2020 NBA Hall of Fame? I have not. I have not. Please inform me on this because I, I, I didn't see this. All right. So I'm going to name the ones that are eligible that are notable players that they definitely a shoe in to get in. Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Chris Bosh, and Amari Stoudemire. I four of those, the first four, are first ballots. Right. Amari Stoudemire, I don't know, man. I'll have to look at his numbers. But the problem with the Hall of Fame is that they've let a lot of international players in just for the sake of them being international players and it's kind of watered down right qualifications and the bar or you know it's kind of lowered the bar so to speak as far as who can get into the hall of fame so i mean if you could make an argument for yao ming you could definitely make an argument for amari stoudemire um yeah i don't think i don't think he's the first ballot hall of famer everybody else yeah here's amari's resume six-time all-star five-time all-nba 2002-2003 2002-2003 Rookie of the Year 2002-2003 All-Rookie Team Now they're And they're saying Hall of Fame probability Is 72.9% So There's not a There's a There's a chance That he can come close To getting inducted Next season But I don't think He's gonna get in On the first ballot And I would understand why I totally would yeah. understand why I mean What you just read off to me That's that's impressive I didn't know he was five times all NBA. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. But um, comparison to Tim Duncan, fifteen-time All Star, five-time NBA champion. You got Kevin Garnett, fifteen-time All Star. You got Kobe, eighteen-time All Star. Chris Bosh, eleven-time All Star, two-time NBA champion. Like that's <laughs> that's tough to compete against, man. If you're Amari Stoudemire, you only <laughs> been All Star game six times. He should have he got him with Yao Ming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he didn't retire quick enough. <laughs> but um, here's here's the problem that I have, and this is gonna I, I mentioned this in the notes that I have a problem with the players that are eligible for next year. Here are other here are five more players who are eligible. For the Hall of Fame next year Hold your breath Or what is this, uh, Samuel Jackson says in Jurassic Park Hold on to your butts <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Martin What? Andre Miller Which I think Andre Miller had a solid career I don't know Hall of Fame But he You know I'll get to Andre Miller in a minute Tyshawn Prince Karan Butler What? And I got Cue the drum roll for this last one in. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It ain't Raymond Felton, is it? No. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Kirk Heinrich. These are... Wait, wait. Who? Kirk who Heinrich, these bro. these Hall of Famers? <laughs> that's what they... That's the names that they got. First time eligible. Okay. Kevin Martin was only good for like a, a season and a half. Right, and he was mostly a solid uh, contributor to a good team, but he never was the man. Not at all. No on Kevin Martin. Like his last couple of seasons in the league, like I, I don't even know what team he played for. Andre Miller, wasn't didn't he play in say like his forties? Man, Andre Miller played for a thousand teams. I know that, but everywhere he went, he produced. 
Andre Miller, I guess you can make an argument, but like he wasn't on no All Star teams, and he definitely wasn't on no All NBA teams. Yeah, um, and that's what disqualifies him to me. Yeah, no on him. Like I remember him, man, because he was like, I mean, he was like forty and still playing in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tyshawn Prince. He's alright, but he's not real. No, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to go no on that. I'm trying to think. Um. His first seven or eight seasons, he was good. But the last part of his career was invisible. Like, I remember being like, oh, he on this team? Oh, I didn't even know Tyshawn Prince was still in the league. Um, yeah, he's a question mark. Karan Butler, no. Kirk Heinrich, definitely not. Like, what 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 are their qualifications? What are their what are their accolades that would get these these people into the Hall of Fame? Like, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it either. I don't see it either. But I mean, the only one you can make an argument. For, the only one you can make an argument for is Tyshawn Prince. But the rest of the rest of these guys, no. Like, I'm yeah. offended. I'm offended. I'm offended for Lance Stevenson. Uh, but but here's the thing: we gotta wait on that. We gotta wait on that because you're not eligible until I think four years after you retire. Lance hasn't retired yet. Okay, oh, I think he's good enough that he can. They can put. They can make. <laughs> they can put him in before he's retired. He's just that good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, speaking he of can Lance make Stevenson, history. He can make history as the only active player in the Hall of Fame. Hey, speaking of Lance Stevenson, that was going to be the, our last NBA topic for today. Now that we have brought his name up, what's up with these NBA teams not picking him up over the offseason? It's their loss. It's their loss. That's that's blasphemous, man. That's it's, blasphemous. It's their loss, man. Um, yeah. I, 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 he got I'm, railroaded out the league, man. He got railroaded out the league because they didn't want him uh, uh, outshining LeBron James on the Lakers. That's what it was. Uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, I, they I, said I don't. they pulled they pulled the coach off to they pulled the GM off to the side. It was like, hey man, we can't we can't we can't shine on the court with him out there. Like, get rid of. <laughs> yeah, man, it was a little jealousy there, man. In my my opinion, with LeBron, I think LeBron, you know, didn't like the fact that Lance Stevenson was taking all the spotlight away, you know, because he was putting up numbers coming off the bench. Luke Walton playing him, you know, don't didn't want to put him in a starting lineup, and and, and now. You know, this man is is playing overseas now, man. It's, it's, it's garbage, dude. He Champion, plays for cha- the championships for days in China. That's what that's what that's what yeah. we're gonna see. Yeah, uh, the Flying Leopards. I will be watching the Flying Leopards this year. I'm gonna find out what channel they they air their games on, what international channel, so I can you know stream it. But I, I will definitely be making an effort to stream some of Lance Stevenson's games. So I can remind the world when he drops triple double after triple double after triple double that the NBA is missing out on the GOAT. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yo, real quick, speaking of NBA teams and bad moves or suspicious moves, what NBA team this year are you low key rooting for and what NBA team are you low key rooting against? Um, a team that I'm low key rooting for. That's a good question. Low key? Man. I'll, I'll tell you who I'm rooting against. Of course, it's the Lakers. I'm rooting against the Lakers. I, I don't want to see them in any finals 
added the White Howard was a band aid. It wasn't a you know I, I don't I don't see it. That everybody talking about oh the White Howard he looked good and he, he he looks in shape and, and yeah, he, he, look, looks he looks like he he looks good playing at Venice Beach against a bunch of non NBA players. Yeah, he looks real good. Right. Wow. Wow. Impressive. You know, but. Don't give me the White Howard, but yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting against the Lakers, a team that I'm low key going to be keeping my eye on is the Sacramento Kings. I think they can make a push to knock some team out that might possibly be in a ranking to go into the playoffs. I think Sacramento can sneak, sneak in there this year. I haven't done my rankings yet, but I'm a low key rooting for Sacramento and also the Atlanta Hawks. I really like what they did over the offseason. I'm going to be keeping my eye on the Hawks as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, of course, I'm, I'm low-key. I'm low-key rooting for the uh, Pelicans. Okay. You, you know what? Yeah. And don't forget about the Pistons either. I like that veteran vibe that they're doing right now. With, 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 with Derrick Rose, Joe Johnson. We got, you know, Blake coming from going to be healthy again. You know, drumming. I think I think Detroit can make some noise, man. Now that the East is wide open, I don't know, man. Detroit, man. I, I, I've been I've been low key predict- kind of rooting for them the past year or two myself, but you predicted them to go to the playoffs last year. I did, I did, but they just I don't know, man. Even in a weak Eastern Conference, they just don't appear to to have it, man. It's like they all right, but they not real. <laughs> all right, but, well, but, yeah, I'm Pelicans, huh? I'm low-key room for the Pelicans. I want to see what they can do now that they've gotten rid of the, the big ego in the room. And I really like Alvin Gentry as a coach. And I want to see I want to see what the new acquisitions of these young players can really, really do. Um, I'm low-key room for the Pelicans. I'm, so I'm, that I'm, means I'm, you're sold on Zion? Not necessarily because of Zion. I just think they're a competent team. Um, I don't think Zion is going to be this game-changing Messiah that that everyone thinks he's going to be, especially once his rookie contract uh, runs out and he's going to be looking for the exit uh, with, with, with the Pelicans. So we, we know that's coming. Right? Let's not act like we, that's not going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to see what they can do, man. With, with all those pieces they got from LA, um, I'm I'm I mean I'm not even low key rooting against the Lakers. I'm I'm high key rooting against the Lakers. <laughs> but, but I'm I'm low key rooting and, and don't come at me with pitchforks and torches, people. I'm low key rooting against the Bulls. My my thing with the Bulls is you cannot take a nap during the entire offseason and expect them to just be better than they were last year. I honestly only got the Bulls five games better than last year. That's it. I, I don't have any. I don't have high expectations for the Bulls at all. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I, 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 I want them to be terrible because something needs to change there. Well, like like somebody needs to have a, a come to Jesus moment and wake up and be like, okay, what we're doing here is not working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. It, like, it, we need better leadership. We need better decision makers. The problem is Jerry Reinsdorf runs things. You know, he ain't gonna change nothing. He thinks everything is fine. It's like he did with the White Sox. You know, he just sits back. Oh, I want. You know, I want my championship. I'm good. I, I got. A, I got. A, I got a World Series championship, and then I got six NBA championships. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna just sit back. 
let the guys who's running do their thing and not make improvements and you know it's like come on I, I just feel like the Bulls are not going to be successful until Jerry Ryan's door pass yeah yeah unfortunately that's what happened with the Blackhawks their owner passed away what happened new management took over got that team in shape they won three championships like you know it makes a lot the same same thing with the Bears the McCaskey family is running things I don't think they know anything about football once they get out of once uh, Virginia McCaskey uh, I don't even know when she's what 120 years old I don't know you know but you know these Chicago teams got these owners that are just stuck in time they don't want to wake up into what's going on right now you know they don't see what other successful franchises and organizations are doing they just they just stuck in their ways you know McCaskey's oh we won in 85 with great defense and, and this that, and other it's like what really we tired of hearing about 85 with the Bulls oh we won six championships well now that's you know it's starting to become a distant memory almost you know like 20 years later everybody's talking you, you, about you the know you, you know why the Bears don't have cheerleaders <laughs> they had cheerleaders for like two seconds. They did not have cheerleaders um, because Virginia McCaskey's husband or whatever, when they had them, he was like boning a couple of the cheerleaders. Oh, no. And like ever since then, she was just like, no cheerleaders. Like, got rid of them. And it's been that way since 1970. Hmm. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, 1986. 1986. 1986. Okay. But it's wow. like. It's like y'all 100 years old now. Bring back some cheerleaders. Like what? <laughs> Put a, get them some snowsuits. <laughs> you know, like what? Well, what are we doing here? It's like is that. Why are we making decisions? Like uh, based off emotion. Yeah. But whatever, man. Anyway, um, well, that 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 just about wraps up our sports segment. We're about to go to the table. To oh, real quick, before city. we go before we go to the table, let's take another quick commercial break, and we'll yes. be right back. Wack Arnold's is proud to give young African Americans an opportunity to serve their communities, making them feel responsible for the welfare of their own environment. Look at that. Calvin's got a job. Hey, Calvin. Hey, Miss Hopper. Got my first paycheck. That's good, Calvin. Very good. Way to go, young blood. Getting paid, getting paid. <laughs> hey, yo, I heard Calvin got a job. Man, I'm proud of him. Let's rob that nigga, man. Yeah, son. All right, we back. All right, all right. <laughs> Magnificent Vibes Music Table is back. It's back, man. Last season, we... Attacked all of our favorite producers, rounded off the top 10 or 15 tracks, and we lay some nice playlists for you. And I must admit, man, I look back at some of the numbers on our playlist that you made, man. Got some crazy listens, dude. Like, yeah, I think yeah. one of them got like 60 listens. It was it was pretty dope yeah, uh, I to see. That. I promoted a couple of the uh, of our. Um, playlist on on instagram it got some good feedback on there as well so like man shouts out to Ian for putting those together man it's been a nice addition to our show absolutely absolutely we're gonna keep it rolling yes sir last season we discussed 
and brought up this idea of keeping it going with the whole producer thing, but basically giving our uh, we 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 rounded out all the top goat producers, you know, that we that we had to do a playlist for. But this this season we're gonna really focus on some of our personal favorites that you might or might not know about. And so um and that's what our show is about, stuff that you might or might not care about. So <laughs> Ian's got a producer he would like to share with uh the Magnificent Vibes family. So I'm gonna give you the table. All right, man. The producer I, I picked for this week to highlight is a guy by the name of RJD2. Um, he's from Columbus, Ohio. He's a dude who does what can be considered trip hop, I guess, but he does traditional hip hop as well. Uh, he's a part of the group uh, Megahertz, um, yeah. underground group back in the day. And he went solo with Definitive Jux Records and put out a, uh, a handful of uh, solo instrumental albums. And he's one half of the group Soul Position as well. And he's just got a lot of good stuff out, man. He's got a lot of good stuff out. Stuff that you can rhyme over or stuff that you can just let ride. Um, but it, it's very layered. It's very inventive. He's in the same vein of like DJ Shadow, DJ Crush, or, you know, cats like that. But the 15 tracks I'm going to highlight, uh, number 15. Uh, well, let me say this. Let me say this. These are the 15 of the... the, the I, I, I honestly like I could have done two mixes because he has that much material out there that I like. I might do a part two one day. I don't know, but this is this will be part that. one. I'm down with that. Cool, cool. But yeah, this will be part one. So part one, I've got at number fifteen. I got the track "Shot in the Dark." It's a very short track, but very dope. Uh, number fourteen, I have the song "Priceless." It's got a very like retro '70s feel to it. Uh, Number 13, I got the track called Big Game. Um, it's a track he produced for an artist from Chicago named Diverse. That's just, um, it's just nice, man. It's just Diverse nice. is a, go ahead. I, no, I was just saying Diverse is dope. Yeah, Diverse is real dope. Very highly slept on album, highly slept on artist. It's, this is a great freestyle track as well. Um, number 12, I have Final Frontier. Uh, the instrumental from that, uh, from his first album. Number 11, I have Here and Now uh, from the album he did with AC Alone. Uh, number 10, I have The Horror. Uh, it was the first single from his first solo album. Oh, I love that album. Yeah, from the album Dead Ringer. That, that, that was the uh, deleted single, The Horror. Number 9, I have 1976. Uh, great breakdancing track, man. I think I played it on this show before. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I appreciated that one. I think I, I, I think I asked you about it too after the show. Yeah, yeah. Great horns, great bongos, great energy on a track. Um, just dope, man. Great, great breakdance track. Um, number eight, I have um, Clean Living. Um, number seven, I have One Love. Number six, I have Work. I have no idea where he found this sample at. It sounds like a Ray Charles sample. Mm-hmm. But I haven't not been able to find the original. It's dry, it drives me crazy. But work is number six. Number five, I have Iced Lightning uh, from his second um, album, um, Since We Last Spoke. Uh, number four, I have Smoke and Mirrors. Um, very dope track from his first album. Cats kind of forget about that one. Number three, I have Ghost Rider. Number two, I have The Move. Great, great track. I think I played it on here too. And at number one, I have the Ghost Rider remix. Oh, nice, nice, nice. 
So you will be able, you will be able to check out all these tracks in our in our separate mixes. We're gonna, we're gonna throw these on for the listeners so they can check them out themselves. <laughs> nice, nice. I actually that smoke and mirrors. I use the the tail. I I use that tails end of that that beat where they you know they take the drums out and it just kind of sounds like a little horror movie type sequence. I used it <laughs> in a video I made with Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find it, man. It's somewhere, but it's 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 hilarious, dude. Oh yeah, cool. man, dope selection, man. RJD two is you know I just I'm gonna just give you a little history on when I first got introduced to to him. I was at Rock Records out of all places, and down Rock Records used to be downtown on I think Washington Street, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, right on Rock Records was on. Yeah, you're right. Rock Records yeah. was on like Washington and LaSalle. Washington and LaSalle. Yeah, yeah. I, one day I was just looking for something, man. I was I was looking for another album, and I, 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 one of the guys that worked there, he was like, "Man, you got the new Arch, you know, the, the RJD2, the the Dead Ringer album," and um, I was like. Oh man, I ain't never heard of him. He's like, dude, get, get it, dude. You're gonna like it. I was like, okay. So I got it. Man, I was blown away, dude. I was like, man, this is this is this is it, man. Like, and I've been a fan ever since. Been a yep. huge. Yeah, now, that's I, that was that was my first exposure to him too, the Dead Ringer album, because because the guy was saying that like he's like, man, he's kind of like DJ Shadow, and I was like, yeah, Shadow's okay, but like he's like he's like, no, nah, you're gonna like this. And they had the listening station at Crow's Nest. Uh, the Crow's Nest used to be on like Jackson and, It was like Jackson Estate, right? Yeah, Jackson Estate And um, they had the listening stations back then So you could actually put on some headphones And listen to the album They had it And I threw on oh, the, the, the first track came on Which was the horror And I was like, oh, I'm sold I'm sold, yeah. like, I'm yeah. buying this Yeah, I was sold immediately, man I was like, man, dude, this this is crazy, dude I was trying to put CC and all them up on it They weren't really trying to hear it yet But then, like, a few I would say a couple of months later, man, CC was like, man, dude, this is dope. So I was like, I was like, man, I was trying to tell you, but you know, it's dude, it's, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be introduced to him so early. He's got tons of material. So if you have not listened to his music selection, just start off with Dead Ringers. Just start off with Dead Ringer and work your way up, dude. And you will not. He rarely puts out disappointing efforts. I, I really can't name a disappointing effort that he's put out. Um, if I had to rank them, okay, now we're talking a different story. But, you know, I, I really. I haven't checked out his latest. I'm going to have to go back and look at in rare form. I haven't listened to that yet. But Dame Fortune. Oh, in rare I, form is, is dope. If, if you okay. can find it. Um, yeah, if you can find it. Like, if it, they, they only printed up, like, a limited number of copies. Like, oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, in rare form is pretty dope. Okay. Cool. And that Dame Fortune was dope, too. Um, it was a project he dropped back in 2016. More vocals on that one. Then most of his, you know, then some because a lot of his projects are instrumental, but still a dope project, man. So, yeah, I'm gonna get to my uh, DiBiase. I got introduced to DiBiase back in 2016. 
I just so happy to just be on Spotify and I checked out, you know, Spotify has this option where it's called Made For You. And so I went to Made For You and it's your weekly discovery that they'll like discover artists for you. And so I hit the weekly discovery and I just hit the playlist that they made for me. I was just skipping through songs that I like, songs that I didn't like. But they put two DiBiase tracks in there, and I was blown away by both of them. And they were both from the Baker's Dozen project. And I was like, oh man, I went straight to the Baker's Dozen. I listened to the whole thing. I, I, I was, Then I just started backtracking, listening to all his old stuff. Now, there's some inconsistency. I, don't, I wouldn't say all of those albums are pretty good. Um, if I had to choose I, a couple of albums to check out, if you haven't been up on DiBiase, I would check out Sound Palace, Baker's Dozen Project, and then um, the Bonus Level Project. But I'm going to get to my top 15. Again, I, 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 sent, I sent you mine last night. Didn't rank them. If you're okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. So, here are my top 15. King Browser. It's off his latest project, Bonus Levels. And I just I just love how the beat come in. He used the scent. He, he basically used the... You remember that little kid that drove that car and got into an accident yeah. in California? He said, I just want to do hood rat things. Yeah, Le, Le Milton, Le Milton, Tayshon, yeah, Le, Le Milton, or something like that, and uh, he kind of blended at the blended at video game stuff because he was like, oh, uh. <laughs> like no video games for a whole weekend, you know. And then he, <laughs> the way he uh, blended in the Mario Brothers with it, it was dope. Link up is the next track. Again, that's all bonus levels. Moving blocks. That's also off bonus levels is a Tetris sample that he flipped that was crazy, dude. From the original Game Boy version of Tetris, which came out back in the early 90s. And then Quick Escape is another one for bonus levels. Um, my next track is Flute Down. I actually made a song dedicated to J&J's Fish off this beat. <laughs> so this beat is very special to me. Flute Down is a very special beat to me. Uh, Goon Bag, the end of this instrumental is too hot for TV. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> it will be edited. <laughs> it will be edited out. It will be cut out. But, yeah, dope beat, though. Dope beat. Um, Genie in the Sky is a sample. Now, that's the one I dug when I checked yeah, that out. Yeah, dude, that, that, man, flip that. Uh, Phases is my next track. Cosine. Is another dog. I actually used that as an intro back in season one. Uh, Moonlight is the next song. Fly Me to the Moon, which is again another dope project. I like how he put in a Q tip and was able to put sample Q tip's uh, voice into the beat. That was sick. They acted brand new, which was just to me sound like some old slum village type boom bap. Um, soon. Which he sampled Faith Evans. Soon That's as I what get that home. was. Yeah, Faith Evans. Soon as I get home, dope, dope. The way he uh, flipped that. Uh, Electric chords is one of my all-time favorites of his. I just love the way he flipped the 
you know, the beat starts off like it doesn't capture you or right away. It's just a nice little beat that just, you know, you play in the background. But then midway through it, dude, he just changes it up and you're sitting there like, oh, this is this is sick, you know. And then just the way is the last one. Um, I love this beat because uh, he sampled Jay-Z, but he also sampled Snoop Dogg, infamous rant about yes. <laughs> mumble rap, <laughs> which is an amazing way to, to, to end off a, a, a dope instrumental. And so uh, if you're not familiar with that rant, go look it up on YouTube. It's on there. It's hilarious. He wrote Future. He roasts me, goes. It's, it's, it's hilarious. So those are my top 15 beats from DiBiase. Real quick, DiBiase, I, I think he's dope, man. My, my problem with him, and this, I, I'm nitpicking at this point. With him. No, no, do it. Go ahead. Like, he was always kind of like inconsistent, like in, in like the same way Flying Lotus is with me. It's like there are days where like, man, he really scratches that itch where mm-hmm. I want to hear some dope beats, you know, some real dope mellow head nodders and like DiBiase he has he does this thing where he like he layers his samples a certain way where it's like he'll layer two different samples with two different BPMs and it's almost like like catch up with himself and I'm not yeah he does do that sometimes yeah I'm not into that sound and then there are other days where it's like he's just hitting it like all you know on all fronts like he's just he'll put together a composition that's just like it's like mm, that's that's the one. Like I found some tracks of his. I in preparation for this, I was trying to dig up um one call. It was one one track he did called "The Beat," mm-hmm. and it's just oh my god! Like it's 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 like like you said, it's some vintage Slum Village stuff. And he's got another track called "One for Jacks" that mm-hmm. I really like. And then he's got another one called man, what's it called? I think it's called "Ghostly." Mm-hmm. That I found like years ago that, that kind of won me over with him, but like, yeah, that, that's my only issue. With I did have Ghostly on on my top. Actually, I had seventeen songs, and Ghostly was one of them. Yeah, and I, I took it off because I wanted to finish. I wanted to squeeze in the fifteen. I was like, man, I gotta drop one of these, and Ghostly was one of them. Yeah, I, I, I I'm digging that track. Like, he, yeah, he's that's a fire track. Under, he's clearly an understudy of Jay Dilla, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, he does some dope stuff, man. He does some dope stuff. So. He also takes a page out of the producer knots, too. A lot of, like, hard-hitting. Like, you could tell if he would have came up in the 90s, if he would have grew up in the 90s, I think Buster Rhymes would have gravitated towards his production because it's got that type of feel to it, like the coming type. Not You know, the coming Buster Rhymes, not like later on, you know, where all, you know, in the coming, all of his beats were just bass heavy, drum heavy, you know, I just felt like his, his style kind of fits that mold a little bit. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes with my knock on DiBiase is he doesn't stay, when, once he catch you, he doesn't stay with it. He goes somewhere else and you're like, eh, all right, next track. You know, like he changes up. He never leaves you satisfied with the same. You know, with, when he when he works a beat, and it's like, you know, or he tries to chop up a beat too much, and you're like, okay, you're doing a little bit too much. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. This beat is getting. It's got. It's too much going. Yeah, it's on, too much going like, on. It takes you, I still think it takes you out of the vibe. I still think he's 
surpassing currently surpassing flying lotus in my book i think flying lotus man hasn't put out nothing good in a long time i've kind of jumped off that i'm gonna go so far i'm gonna I'm gonna go so far as to say I think Flying Lotus is a little overrated. I, I and I, you know what? I agree with you. And I, if you would have told and me and me and N have had countless countless amount of debates about Flying Lotus. I've been a Flying Lotus defender earlier in his career, but as of late, man, it's hard for me to defend him. He his music has been disappointing. But yeah, yeah, I was like I was saying with um, with Brian Lotus, man, I, he's been real of late. It's been hard for me to to defend him, and he's been disappointing. You know, his last few projects have been real disappointing. I've, I've jumped off that bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, he, you know, I don't know, man. He he's got more stuff that I don't like than I do like at this point, so. You know, I, I don't know, man. He he made a good name for himself early in his career, but he, he's a little too far in outer space for my taste. Yeah, I agree. 100%. So that wraps up our, our music table discussion. Good selections. Be on the lookout for those mixes. Man, and, and I'm, I promise you they're going to be dope. Uh, I don't know if I have time to squeeze in at this space. How you looking, man? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of tight on time. Um, I might have to do these, 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 these uh, um, weekly awards. Then bow out. All right, cool, cool. So be on the lookout next next show. I won't be able to do a show next week. I'm going to Lake Geneva. Um, with the family. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, man. I never been, so I want to see what it's all about. I don't know if it's overrated or underrated. A lot of people <laughs> talk about it. I feel like it's overrated, but we'll see. I don't know if you've been in. Yes, I went. Um, I think I thought you went with us that one year when it was like it was like Linnell. It was me, Linnell, Dave. It was a bunch of us. Like he just like loaded like five or six of us into the Decepticon, and we went up. <laughs> no, I didn't go. He invited uh, me, but I didn't go. Oh man. Okay. Okay. I had a good time. I had a good time. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give you my feedback on the next show, definitely. Um, and then I got a I got a great grocery store story that I gotta tell you on this podcast. And I got <laughs> it happened to me over the summer, and bro, it's gonna blow you away, bro. It's gonna blow you away. You know I gotta come with the stories, man. <laughs> of course, of course. So uh, we'll get to the awards, man. You played yourself award. What before before we get into the play yourself award, can you re-explain to me this new award that you want to give out? It's called the milk carton award, man. It's for people who are missing in action. <laughs> <coughs> Woo! You know, like 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 where y'all at? Where they at? Where they at? You know? <laughs> so so who who you so, giving the award to? So the first recipient of the first ever milk carton award right now is going to Cam Newton, man. Like he is a shell of his former self right now, or appears to be. I don't know. Maybe he'll get it together and, and, and pop back up, you know. But right now, man, like he's not—he's not impressive. Mm. Have you seen his press conferences lately? Yes. Dude, why is he dressed like Angel Mama? Dude, I. <laughs> I, I can't explain it, man. Queen Elizabeth. 
You know, I, I think that I, at this point, I think NFL players are trolling us with with this, with these bizarre outfits, man. Like, it's it's you know, this this is not stuff that people wear in their day to day, you know, uh, uh, activity, man. Like, you you don't see people in grocery stores wearing this stuff. You don't see people at the club wearing this stuff. At least I don't think so. No. Um, yeah, Unless man. you're in Boys Town. Yeah, they they just they putting together some business samples to the point where I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you're doing this to, to clearly get a reaction. But we can move on to the rest of the awards. Alright, you played yourself a war. I'm going with Jalen Ramsey, man, of the ja- Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they got their bus kicked the last two games and he's getting he's been getting burnt. And first of all, how you going, he just he came out that he requested a trade yesterday. He wanted a trade. He want to go somewhere else that you know he has a chance to win. But how can you request a trade when you've been playing like garbage? <laughs> yeah, it don't work. It don't work that way, homie. You got scorched by Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins haven't put up a great season since he's been in the league. This man tortured you for two touchdowns last week, and and, and now you want to you want to cry. Now he did a decent job on Devontae uh, on um, DeAndre Hopkins last, you know, against the Texans. But still, dude, you played like garbage the first game. You played an okay second game. Like, and then now you asking for a trade because Nick Foles got hurt, and now they running this backup quarterback, and he already losing faith in the season. Dude, the season ain't even started yet. How you know you don't that that Jacksonville can't turn things around? I'm sorry, you played yourself, bruh. Hey, they should Jacksonville should trade them to Miami. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I ain't been following this, so I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even co-sign it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I got heated when I saw that that trade request yesterday. I was like, oh, he getting no award for this show. So uh, you played yourself award. You got, you got one. Yes, Malik Yoba. Oh, I forgot about him. Go ahead, dog. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna go into too too many details with this. Just watch his Breakfast Club interview. Okay, okay. It's like, man, you gay? Just, just, just say it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't say that you attracted to it, but then say you not. You know, like that's some Dennis Rodman type stuff. By the, <laughs> way, by the way, if you haven't watched Thirty for Thirty on Dennis Rodman, I think you should watch it. It's really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I, I definitely plan to check it out though. Yeah, just a little shameless plug. And another shameless plug, uh, 30 for 30 has a podcast where they did a four-part series on Donald Sterling, the former owner of the Clippers. I actually listened to it over the summer, dude, and it is really good, dude. Really good. They, they're a genius with these 30 for 30s, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm going to check it out. I saw it on my like podcast feed. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it's going to blow you away. Essence of Otis Award. I really don't have one. Uh, Essence of Otis. Um, for me, it's uh, Odell Beckham. <laughs> Is it the whole watch thing? Wearing a watch during a football game? Yeah, yeah, it's that. It's that. It's like we we know you probably got some deal with the watch company to get get its name in people's mouths. And okay, congratulations. You know, mission accomplished, man. Um. But man, play some football, man. I mean, like we we get it. Your quarterback sucks and everything. But um, 
I don't know, man. I, I don't think this is going to be a good year for you in Cleveland. And with, with, the, with, the, with the orange helmets. Uh, so, yeah. Ain't nobody trying to see you or them. No, no. Baltimore is going to win that division. Uh, you know, ESPN over. They were the most overhyped team of the summer. The most overhyped. Besides the Raiders, with all the publicity they were getting with the whole Hard Knocks episodes. The Browns, it's like... All of a sudden, everybody wanted to anoint them the champions. And I'm like, dude, they haven't even... Can they play a football game first? I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Most overrated offseason team ever. Ever. Cuddy Award. My Cuddy Award goes to Nick Fury. Boxer Nick Fury. He won his match over the weekend. And and I didn't see the match, but he won an unanimous decision. But I'm giving him Cuddy Award because he said... He told the guy that he was going up against after the fight win or lose i'm gonna take you out for some beers and so <laughs> i i guess reportedly they did go out for beers after the fight so oh wow you gotta give him a cutty award for that man that's that that's nick you get you get a nine for that one. i ain't never heard of nothing like that a boxer to offer to take a, another boxer to get a beers after you beat beat the pulp out of him that's 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 some good sportsmanship right there yeah yeah, my my Cuddy Award is going to Andrew Luck, man. Hey, man, shouts out to Andrew Luck, man, for being smart, dude. If you read the amount of of the, the details on the abuse his body has taken, I would have walked away too, man. I would have walked away too. This man was urinating blood, man. Yeah, you know. And once again, once again, NFL fans prove that they're the worst people on earth. Oh, okay. Oh, by burning his jersey. Coach fans, y'all gonna boot him in? I think it's football fans in general, man. I think they're just terrible people, man. First of all, it was not. First of all, whoever leaked the story, and this is another disrespectful move. Whoever leaked leaked the story that he was retiring before he got a chance to announce the retirement is bogus too, man. At least, it, oh, I didn't know it leaked. It, I just thought leaked. I thought it was an official statement. Well, that's how they found out. People found out on their phones during the Colts Bears preseason game. And it was in Indianapolis. So I got the alert while the game was going on. Fans got the alert. And so you heard fans just going out of nowhere. Wow. So and they booed him out the stadium. I'm like, man, come on. Like, never mind the fact that he's he's taking all this abuse and his body is, is deteriorating. Right. He And, you know, he's probably looking at that offensive line, which I, I hear was, like, pretty weak this year and being like, man, you know what? Like, Enough of this, man. Like, and I heard his ankle still wasn't one hundred percent. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. So it's like, yeah, man, just just walk away, man. Just walk away. Yeah. You can't put a, put a price on your health, man. And NFL fans need to realize that it ain't about your team having a you know a good record all the time, man. But whatever, whatever. And, and um, I'm, I'm gonna throw in another uh, Cuddy Award. I'm going to give this one to uh, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. I, I appreciate um, her guts for, you know, even though she was being booed, you know, cheered against. She went up against that 15-year-old girl, Coco Golf, in the U.S. Open. Everybody was cheering for Coco to beat her. She ended up beating Coco. Coco started crying. And Osaka basically grabbed her and told, you know, had her interview and, and just show her how much she appreciate her efforts so big shout out to, to Naomi Osaka great sportsmanship uh, you know uh, that was good I got it it's the shame award 
for two people. Is it well? One is a team. One is a person. It's a shame what happened to the Miami Dolphins. They're going to be the worst <laughs> team <laughs> in NFL history. I'm already calling it. And it's also a shame what happened to Serena Williams, man. I don't know what's up with her, dude. Like, hey, man, you know what? I, yeah, I know what's up. Father Time is undefeated. But how does she keep getting to the finals? She gets to the finals and then lose, dude. Like, and, and don't just lose. She gets whooped. Like I said, Father Time is undefeated. How long has she been dominating tennis? 15, 17 years? Yeah. It's been a while, man. She's she's what? She's older than me. I want to. She's 36. She's 38. She's 38. Okay. She'll be 38. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's that's the way it goes. It's a, this is sports, man. This is sports. The youngest, the strongest, and the fastest are gonna always win. And at 38 years old, she's probably just lost a step. I mean, she still can clearly compete, but like, and she's not a scrub. But like, come on, man. Out, you know, out with the old and with the new, man. That's 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 how it goes. Yeah. And I was I, I was having a debate with one of my guys. I was like, dude, I'm like, these players, these tennis players, they they these are all girls. That all these girls that she's been going up against are girls that admire her and wanted to be as good as her, and you know they want to play like her. They, they're they're trying to duplicate their games to play like Serena. So these 121 miles, like Naomi Osaka's serve is 121 miles. Where that come from, Serena? Like all these girls grew up watching Serena, so now. You know, girls are usually in tennis are in their prime around their early 20s, you know, late teens, early 20s. That's when they're really in their prime. And I think the level of competition has just gotten better. And, and you know, my boy is like, no, man, Serena's just choking. I'm like, no, the, dude, she's, these girls are getting better, dude. Yeah, they, they, they definitely. Yeah, the, the competition is better. Like, yeah. You know, she can't she can't play against a bunch of, you know. Frail pasty chicks for the for her whole career, you know. So oh. eventually it's all come in. I gotta get my I gotta get my it's a shame award, man. It's a shame what happened to Demarcus Cousins. Oh man, dude. What is going on? Are you on that D Rose diet? <laughs> Your bones made of peanut brittle. <laughs> Craig, you hear what Craig Smith said about him? Uh-uh. He's like, man, he pulled a booty muscle sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Craig Smith is so underrated. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's 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 my it's a shame award, man. It's geez, man. It's like it's it's kind of over for you. It's like he need to pull an Andrew Luck to be quite honest. He need to, man. He just need to retire, dude. I don't think no team is gonna pay him big money to play for them. Even a veteran's minimum, man, is it's risque at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, well, I got to hit these streets, though, man. I got bells ringing out here, man. All right, cool. Hey, so for future shows, be on the lookout. We got some brackets coming up. And so uh, be on the lookout for that and some new topics. We're going to keep it fresh. Season five. Ian's got to go play some bills. I got to go pay bills later. I got to go cut some hair. So, oh, one more shout out. One more shout out. Even though I know you hate Floyd's. I'm still there, unfortunately. But <laughs> shout out to my new boss who starts today. She's black. She used to work with my wife at the other Floyds, Melody. Oh, okay. Big shout out to her. Um, I, 
first black manager they've hired in six, seven years here in Chicago. So, man, standing ovation for them. And uh, she was she she going. I think she's gonna do an excellent job. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, uh, with that said, man, we'll see y'all on the next one. All right, don't forget to check out these beats. Yes, sir. All right, peace. Now, did you like that? Did you have a lot of fun making that noise? All right, now be quiet. I still have some pom-pom in my mouth. Hmm. I said hi. Well, now I have a word that rhymes with hi. Bye. Bye.